Yo, man, boom, it's Rusty. <laughs> oh, shit, no. Fuck it, you know. You know what's up. This is the Public Access Podcast on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. And this show is brought to you by Rolex because Roll W is not quite good enough. So Roll X, you know. So I'm gonna. I like to roll on X. I like to roll yeah. on X. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking. They're paying us. They're paying us. Like they're giving us that fucking X. shit. Let's roll, roll on, on X. X. Roll on X. And that's what we're doing. Roll on, on X. X. We, got, we got this motherfucker up in here today from the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network. You know it. He's fucking won a iHeartRadio award. He's done a lot of other shit. I don't want to fucking even go and get into it because this motherfucker's done things and been there, done that, and done things. Done things because that's how you introduce people. This guy has done things. So I'm bringing up motherfucking Casey James. What up? <laughs> <laughs> That's my impression of Kelly Clarkson last night at the NFL Awards. <laughs> every time, every time she hosted, and she's like, I don't know anything about football. I don't know why these people hired me to do this. And she said that, and now they're flashing the light at me. They're telling me to get off the stage. I told them I talked too much. I don't know why I'm here. But here, let me bring out the next football presenter. His name is so and so. And she goes, into the microphone. Literally. Oh, she did it like eight times. Did it get over at all? Did anyone give a fuck? Or was it just like, what the fuck is she doing? I mean, it's Kelly Clarkson. Nobody gets mad at her. No one's going to say, oh, you did a horrible job. You don't fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of those things. It's like, is it for crossover shit? Like how they, during the halftime show, it's usually some person that has nothing to do with football. Because the NFL has realized a female in a football jersey isn't actually a football fan. She's just trying to bang somebody who is. Ah. Yeah, especially if they're right. Kelly so Clarkson. Now they're, so, you know, until, until they start having female football players on the field, you know what I'm saying? Where, where, where's the female NFL? Uh, yeah, they, they did. They tried to do that. It was owned by John Bon Jovi. Remember, he tried to create that female fucking league, that, that female indoor arena league, where they where they wore lingerie and just the shoulder pads. Oh, and yeah. And shit. yeah. 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 How did that go under? How did that go under? Probably the I mean, same like way. Probably for the plan. same reason strippers have been getting twenty dollars a lap dance since nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> yeah, hey. the price of a lap dance has not gone up. No, How but that? I can tell you this: the length of the songs have definitely gone down. Oh, well, it's $20 for three songs, but each song is only 25 second segments of your four minute song. So it's the keep making the fucking candy bar a little bit smaller, but keeping it the same price. Right, 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 right. Bags the same, it's just less product in size and more air. Yeah. Which, which is, if you're getting a lap dance, there might be more product and more air. And yeah, yeah, I don't know what yeah, that yeah. means, but. I don't know. I, I'm not hanging out in strip clubs. Like, you know, but I, what I have noticed is, uh, you know, from, you know, I'm old enough that it's been two decades that I've been able to go into fucking, uh, right. you know, strip clubs. And from what I've seen, their rate of pay has never changed. Like how, I, I mean, I know if you're a stripper, you're probably not the brightest. You probably don't need somebody like that. That's why you're there. I mean, I don't believe every stripper's there to pay their way through medical school. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. you know, 
you know, here's the thing. Why haven't strippers unionized? I believe strippers can hold one of the because biggest, strongest unions in this country. I'm just saying they would have a yep. fucking place at the table with the prison union. Because I think they're all too worried about fucking getting scabs coming in and just like, but they can be those scabs. Scabs are coming in as soon as they shave anyways. That's what those bumps are. Okay. (laughs) They should have, they should honestly have a, they should have a union and lobby group for fucking strippers. Because, because there's so many of them across the country, right? You know what I'm saying? That they would actually bump their pay up, make these clubs pay them. You know what I'm saying? At right. all, which would, well, yeah, for real, they get, get they get paid, they start getting paid, plus they start getting benefits, right? But check this out: the best, but this now they have now they've got enough generational where they could start actually enacting decisions and lobbying politicians to fucking ch- you know to change shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you'd be surprised. I'm telling you, their strippers could have probably the third or fourth strongest union in this fucking country you know the biggest union in, one of the biggest unions in this country is the prison guard is the union for the prison guards because of our prisons and all the people that work in prisons their union is one of the yeah. biggest strongest unions in this country and they actually um lobby and you know have a lot to do with like 60 to 70 percent of the laws that go and get enacted and get enforced because they're the ones doing it because they, they need people in jail people in order to, to keep prison. their jobs and shit right yeah well, if I'm a stripper and I'm looking and I'm doing my history and I'm like, what do you mean they were getting $20 for lap dances in 1987? I'm only getting $20 for lap dance now. It's 2023. Where's my inflation? Where's my cost of living? Where's my hike for cost of living? You know, where, you know, and, 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 and if only one bitch is arguing it, they're like, fuck you, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, yeah, right. you're causing problems. Damn. Right? But if you got them all doing it and they try to do that, fuck you, you no longer have a strip club because you don't have any strippers in it. Well, see, the way I see it is it'd be like one of those things like where it's like there's uh because you love really to see hard. strippers, wouldn't you well, love to see strippers fucking out there walking around circles with goddamn okay you know, picket well, signs? Well, when have you ever seen a big group of women all fucking get together and fucking have that go successfully? Without them, like, wanting to fucking secretly kill each other. Well, here's the thing. Why do they be women? I said strippers union. They can be men. You, good point. Good point. Good point. Right? And then you, and you can hire union reps. <laughs> Could be a man. I didn't even think of that. Like, I didn't even fucking come to mind. Fucking... Yeah, there are male strippers, dude. Yeah. No, Magic dude. motherfucking Mike. Yeah. I didn't think about male strippers. I was Channing fucking... Tatum. Channing Tatum is a male stripper. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was going to try to fucking do classes on teaching strippers how to fucking, uh, like, because, like, new strippers, like, when they fall off the pole sometimes, I was going to try to fucking do some classes to teach them how to fucking fall so they don't break their fucking necks or something. Yeah, it's funny you say that because um, I had a buddy who was, uh, you know, who, who was a professional actor. Um, and he was, he was actually, he's actually still is, is that he's Thomas Jane's stunt, like, like, like double. He's Thomas, he is the, he is Thomas Jane's, he doesn't look anything like Thomas Jane, which is funny. Yeah. But he is Thomas Jane's stunt, he, that, 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 you know, um, and when he was, during the off seasons or when they weren't shooting something, right? Yeah. He would hold acting classes 
and stuff. And he, he had me come in and teach a class, right? On how yeah. to fight on screen, like on how to actually, you know, like fake, look realistic, you know, combat without, you know, hitting people and doing it, you know, and doing things, right? And, and we did, and we, it was cool. Like, you know, I mean, I made good money. I go in there with these people and they fucking, you know, I give them an hour, you know, I have to go an hour a day, one day a week for three weeks, and I made fucking, you know, Three hundred from each fucking person. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I was yeah. making, I made a couple grand for three hours of work. Yeah, well, it's. Uh, I mean, it's a fucking. It's a thing. Like, I, I, I didn't have to do anything. No, he already had. He already had the people coming to him for these acting classes, coming to him for this stuff, right? You know what I'm saying? Because he's yeah. in, the, you know, and all he had to do was say, "This is so and so. What so and so is what he does." And all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, okay." Like this is. It was weird, man. It was. You know, but a lot of it again, right? Acting is, is 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 really no different for me. Like for me, I believe in sales. You know, I learned sales from face to face doing sales, talking yep. to people, putting on. I put on a show. It's yeah, I same turn as acting. Whatever entertainment they want or need, and that, that that is going to break their result down and go. I don't even care what you're selling. I'm just going to give you the money because I'm having a great time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same. And any you gotta lose your you, the fucking you want the audience to fucking be in it and not even not even know that they're fucking in it. They're just fucking like they're there. It depends on where I'm at. There are times where I really go out and just try to um you know try, you know I try to keep it funny enough where they're getting just enough laughs, but I'm really trying to test cognitive dissonance and see how far I can push too. Like, what can I get away with? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's where we're drawing the line. Okay, right? You know, like. Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 I like to push boundaries. I'm, I am also a proponent of, I don't believe all comedy has to be seriously funny. I think there are moments where you can use it no. as educational, where you can use it me, because it's a lot of it is um, rhetoric. So my, the best comedian, I don't give a fuck what anybody says, the best comedian to ever live wasn't really a comedian. He was a fucking composer because he did all of it based off of rhetoric. And rhetoric, right, is the pitch tones that you use when you speak or you know, you're delivering so you can go up, hot, like, like you're singing, you're hitting notes and you yeah. make it melodic and you might speed it up, you might slow it. It's a beat, it's a rhythm. Rhetoric is the rhythm of speech. And once you understand that, you can change the rhythm. And you can start and you can build and you can get it going a little faster and a little faster. You just, and then you go bang. And you got, and bring them back and just like just like any good song story you're building you're building you're building you climax and then you come you bring it and then you find a resolution and you value off right it's, it's the yep. art of it hasn't changed and you nope. can do it with comedy george carlin was the absolute fucking master of it the master of it he didn't even have to say shit that was funny he could sit there and tell you he's telling you you can't say these fucking words on TV. There, there wasn't a punchline. It's a big fucking club and we ain't in it. We're never yeah. gonna. And he's literally telling you, like, you're never gonna be whatever the fuck you wanna be. So quit trying to be it. And he's literally telling you shit that you should be going, Ugh. but he's got you rolling while doing it. Why? Because it's in the manner of which he says it the tone, the voice inflection, the pauses, while he speeds it up, slows it down. How he gets down low in his voice, how he brings it back up, you know, and then I, you know, and then how he tapers off, right? That is that is the gist. That's the rhetoric. Okay, that's only a piece of comedy. 
but I believe it is one of the biggest pieces of comedy, and it's what it, it's huge because the only people, the only people in the game right now that are supposedly like the best in comedy are rhetoric masters. Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, these are rhetoric masters. It's in the way that if you ever watch these guys, you sit there, watch them. Yeah, they're storytellers. They're coming at, they're telling you, but watch how they do it. They're building, they're building. They start talking a little faster. They get a little louder. The voice, the pitch changes in their voice. Starts getting a little higher, a little lower, a little, a little gruffer, right? Put emphasis, yeah. right? And they're, and they're doing, and they're taking you on a roller coaster. Yeah, like right? you got like fucking uh, like Red Roddy Piper, Dusty Rhodes, like same right? fucking thing. But the like, same way all all rides, like like carnival rides, don't have to be yeah. like, look, I'm on a teapot. You know what I'm saying? Um, some of them will just take you straight up and drop you straight fucking back down faster than fucking gravity, so you feel like your stomach's in your assholes in your fucking throat. Okay, you know, like I, that's scary as fuck. This wasn't fun. I never want to do this again. Like, you know, like, who fucking idea was it to strap me in this chair and push me out of the 747? You know what I'm saying? This isn't a fun ride, okay? But yet people sign up to do this shit, right? Or wait in line. They'll buy $50 in tickets, wait in line for an hour to do that for 30 fucking seconds, okay? But it, it, just so they can be scared and out their ass, so they can puke, scream, and shit their pants, okay? They will... They, they, so now these people come and they pay to come to your comedy show, right? Right. Why can't I give them that same type of thing? Because here's the thing. These people didn't wait in line to get on that carnival ride, buy those tickets, wait in that line, that 30 second carnival ride to shit their pants. They did it for the experience and they did, as they, it's the experience. They had a great, and you know, and they enjoyed it. They enjoyed shitting their pants. You ever see how scared these people are when you're looking at these fucking goddamn cameras they got connected? Because you know, any owner operator of one of these rides now has figured out they can put a camera on it, hook it up to like YouTube or Instagram and make a bunch of money. You know what I'm saying? Just showing people ah, screaming their ass off. But by the time they stop, even though they're like, and they catch their breath, they can't stop laughing. They went from, oh my God, I'm going to die to a state of euphoria. Right? And all the guy did was unlock them out the fucking cage he had them. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh my God. So my question now is, if I'm on stage doing comedy and I got you laughing, why can't I bring you up and then just drop you straight fucking down to the depths of hell? You know what I'm saying? Oh, and bring yeah. you right back up. And down. You, know, you might, you know, you might think, here's the thing. I've, I've, been, I've been doing comedy like that for a very long time. Some people love it. Some people hate it. It's a, you know, I don't expect to be the GOAT at stand-up comedy. I never did. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. here's the thing. I've had people who are much more successful in comedy, that way more career, that I've opened for who were absolutely pissed off at me when I opened or featured for them before they came on, right? One of the parts I had to learn by opening and featuring was how to leave the crowd for a headliner, right? And that could change depending on who your headliner is. Some, of the head, some headliners want them down here so they can bring them up. Some want them, I want them already up here so I don't have to come in and really do any hard work. You know what I'm saying? It's really, you know, it's, it's a weird, you don't, you, you got to figure that shit out ahead of time. But what they don't ever want you to do, right, is kill it, kill it, kill it, drop them down. Like, I just build them up, take them on the front, right, and then take them straight down the depths of the hell and be like, well, that's my time making it. Right? And now they got to come in, clean that up. But here's the thing. 
Once the show's over, the next day, they came, they paid to come see this person that went on after, right? But, but the next day, about? the only thing they're talking about is the guy who fucking took them up and dropped this motherfucker. And it doesn't even, and here's the thing, it doesn't matter if they're like, man, to be honest, I hate it, but I'm looking back and I was like, fuck that, genius. You know, or they're like, I fucking hate this, it doesn't matter. No publicity is bad publicity. I don't care if you're talking shit about me as long as you're talking about me. Yep, dude. I never had the best fucking technical wrestling match ever on a card. Far from it, usually. But you know what? Most every time, I would have someone coming back, like, saying something from my match about what what, what they remember from the show. They'll remember shit else, but they remember the fucked up thing I did. And wow, that's what yes. they're fucking going away sometimes with. That's what it, and, and sometimes that's what it's about. Right? Yeah, dude. It's cool. You can, be, you can be the star, but I'm going to be the fucking talk around the water cooler. That's what you want. You want to, like, dude, it's great to be the star, but you, you fucking talk around the water cooler, dude. Yeah, like, stars sometimes, though, when you do that, they don't get, they're not, they're not so appreciative. They're, you know, uh, they I, just I've, been told, I've been told I've been getting blacklisted and blackballed and I'll never work this industry again. You're never supposed to go on and do a show that'd be better than the headliners and blah, blah. You know what? Fuck you, get better at your job, bitch. I don't know you and I don't owe you anything. We're not friends. We're not buddies. We could have been, but you're a dick. Back to fucking Canada. Yeah. Talking to you, Doug. Doug. I should say Doug. <sighs> well, well, okay. So what, what happened there? Are we going to get uh, into it? or? Well, oh, let's be honest. Okay, so Helium. Uh, Portland? The comedy club. There's several of them across the country, right? Okay. Uh, one opens in Portland, right? Uh, and and um, I get asked to help with the show, right? You know, like, hey, would you come and do this? I'm, I'm cool. And they're like, yeah, it's Doug Benson. You know, on a Wednesday, on a Wednesday fucking night, right? One, one night, one night, and they're like, yeah, it's our, it's, it, I, it, I think it was one of fucking um, Helium's first shows, right? So they gave a bunch of tickets away at promotions, a radio station, you know, like local, you know, like radio stations that give away, whatever. Then they sold a bunch of tickets, which they weren't expecting because the guy who was doing the booking, yeah. Didn't even know who Doug Benson was. Now, now Why would he book I say this. Wait, wait, I say this in all terms because now I can say that today, and that would be relevant. But at the time, we were six weeks into him releasing Super Size. He was at the top I mean, of the comedy echelon. Yeah. So, wait, wait, when he dropped and, Super, and, and Doug Heine, loves when movies. He Super Heine, Six weeks after that, he was like the number one comic in the country because everybody wanted a piece of the, of, of, of Doug Benson from Super. I even, I even had a joke about that about Super High Me about how it was like there was also the uh, the Mexican version about the dude uh, who was like a superhero, Super High Me. Super High. Super High Me. Do I have a bunch of cocaine? Super Jamie. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> but dude yeah like everyone knew who he was i think i went to that show i think i saw him like one or two times in helium and like one so time well, here's what happens movie. well here's what happens yeah. okay they only have the one show right on a wednesday night right yeah and there's ten thousand fucking people outside all with tickets and i'm looking at what, what the fuck they oversold they don't have they can't have i mean they couldn't they were they're not a seating for these people yeah they, I'm like, how did you give away 2,000 tickets and then sell 1,000 tickets for a room that barely holds 300 people? The fuck were you doing, dude? 
And so, you know, I, I don't like the person who was the booker. Um, I'm not gonna mention names because you know what I'm saying. He still right. runs some stuff, you know what I'm saying? And we don't figure, he knows figure out who he knows is. who I get along. I'm just not gonna put him throw him under a bus because I'm not that kind of a dick. I am gonna yeah. throw I Doug am gonna Benson, throw fucking dog under that fucking net truck, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't give a shit about you know, because and, and I'll explain why. But here's the thing. Um, so he doesn't know what to do, and I'm like, well, I do. You're gonna have to do more than one show. What? Yeah, you're gonna. We're gonna have to do two, three shows tonight, unless you want to send. Unless you want helium opening now, opening night. You have to turn two thirds of the crowd away because you're a fucking idiot. You get. I mean, why would you? Why? Who was counting? You know what I'm saying? Like, why did you go? I mean, I, I understand that you always give away a bunch of tickets to these and you know what I'm saying? Like, you can go give out 500 tickets to a show that can only house 300 people and you can sell 250 tickets and you're still not gonna have a full room because most of the time, you know, they're not giving out all those tickets. But somehow it was Doug Benson. So it said, and he was so hot that they didn't like, oh, we're gonna give away. Fucking people were on it. Right? Yeah. Well, here's what happened. First show goes wonderfully, fine. Smooth. I think Gabe Dinger was the fucking host, right? Yeah, huh? uh, makes sense for that time. Gabe, I came up. Nobody knew who the fuck I was. So you know what I'm saying? I was like, right when I got that, I just moved back to Portland. You know, it was years ago. It's so like, fuck, it seems like 2008, maybe 2010 or something, right? Like somewhere between there. And yeah. um, and uh, so they're trying to figure out who's the new guy. You know what I'm saying? He just walks in now, and it's, you know, like on stage, but. And I have, a, I, have, I have a good set. Doug goes up, kills it. Well, in between there, the you know, person who was running it had to, like, first he had to deal with all the people and tell them, well, you put the, uh, we need you to come back at this time. You know, we had, we had to split and do two, you know, two more shows. So now we're doing, like, we're doing this 5 o'clock show on a Wednesday. Now we have to do a 7.30 show, and we're going to end up doing a 10 p.m. show, a 10, 10 to 30 show, right? Which, yeah. Which, well, Doug wasn't having it. Doug, I was here to do this one early show, and I'm flying back to LA because he start the next morning. He was shooting his pilot episode for Comedy Central for the Benson interruption. Interrupt. Yeah. Okay. So we only get two shows. We don't get the third show. <laughs> All right. There was no seven. It ended up, you know, it, you know, by the time we got up there at the five, it's almost seven o'clock. We're going to run up news in a half hour. No, we, we opted out to just go to the 10 o'clock show. So we had some time, yeah. right? And then we're going to figure it out. I think, he, you know, that way he had time to figure out how to like, well, I'm sorry, give out tickets to upcoming shows to people who, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that sort of shit. Well, Doug leaves. He'll be back. He's, you know, we got a, he got a few hours, right? So it's not, you know, you don't have to sit in that, you know, that hell for this, you know? Okay, cool. So he leaves. Great. I don't know what's going on, but it's well past 10. No, they're flipping out, you know, because no one knows where Doug is. Right? I don't know what to do. Finally, I'm like, well, we're going to have to do something. We have people already in there. Like, they already seated the room, right? Gabe yeah. goes up, does his thing. I get up there, and you might think, I should be done. I know where I'm at. I know my set. Like, even if I went fast, okay, cool. But this is way past that. The light will not, it's just, you, you know, the light, right? It just is not changing, right? I, I, I'm supposed to be doing 15 minutes. I've been up there almost 45. I don't even have it. I am fucking straight 
winging it. I am improvising it, and, I, and it's going, and I'm killing it. I, I, I'm straight. I, I'm, I'm in the zone, dude. I'm just, I'm somewhere else, and it's just, it's just going right. Yeah. Finally, the light starts flickering. Like it, it didn't just change; it's flickering. Like, 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 you know. I'm like, cool. Like, so you know, I, I you know, I, I wrap it all up, close that out. I'm out. Boom. Gabe comes on, does this thing, introduces Doug. Doug tries to get on the stage. Doug is drunker than six fucking Indians. He can barely make it up the three fucking stairs onto that stage to the fucking stool. He's talking into the microphone, but he's slurring his words. You can't make out what he, And then he's laughing. He's dying laughing at whatever the fuck he said, and nobody else in the room has a clue what the fuck he's laughing at or what he said. It was horrible. You know, I mean, he might have salvaged a few laughs here, there, but it was bad. Uh, people were not generally happy, right? Doesn't matter. He was up there for whatever amount of time. Uh, he's done, right? Well, yeah. afterwards, you know, you do the meet greet, so you sit there, you try to sell whatever fucking little, you know, uh, you know, per, you know, product merch. you have or yeah. you know, merch you have. You try to make some extra money, right? Well, right. Doug's, you know, Doug's. Not only did I get paid to go do that, but he was making so much money after the show selling copies of fucking Super High. So the whole table's just Super High and shit. Huh? With, with a drunk Doug Benson and myself sitting there. And I've got every single person coming out of this fucking goddamn room coming to talk to me. Like, I could... I, if I had, D, I could have had a DVD of me just sitting on a toilet taking a shit, and these people would have bought it, right? Like it didn't just because, right? Yeah. And so Doug's not selling anything. I don't even have shit to sell. I'm just talking to people. So, you know, ah, can, you know, this, this, this is the best part of my job. You know, and I get to hang yeah. out. Who's buying me a drink? Like, ah, and they do. They walk right into the bar. You come back, ah, you know, everybody wants to be your friend. As you know, fuck it. You can all be my friend for the night. I don't give a shit. Let's go, right? Like, yeah. There's some drinking. I'm down to party, especially when I'm not the one buying, right? So, yeah. Doug's pissed because, you know, like, it, 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 out of nowhere, in front of all these people, he just starts berating me, screaming at the top of his yeah. lungs. I, I, I mean, here's what's really weird because I don't know why, but for some reason, I just sat there and looked at him like, is he fucking serious? The smile. 98.9% of the time the shit coming out of his mouth, I'd have just knocked him the fuck out. Laid him out forever. Bam, bam, real quick. And just been like, sorry about that, folks. Yes. I sat, I sat back down and continued my, you know, and just left him where he fucking laid. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else can clean him up and pick him up. That ain't my, fuck that, you know? And, yeah. and, I, and that is how I usually, I'm, I've, been kicked, I've been kicked out of clubs for throwing rock glasses at Gilbert Godfrey's head, okay? Like, I am, like, I, 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 I have been around in this industry, and, you know, and I have a reputation for kind of that shit. There are certain clubs I go to where they're like, okay, we know you're in the building, no fighting tonight, please. Like, they're asking me no fighting. Like, don't ask me. Go tell the people that want to fight me. Like, I don't start these fights. I finish them, motherfucker. You know? And, oh. I, and they're like, well, what do you mean you don't start them? Well, I might have hit him first, but look at me. That guy was three times the size of me. Like, I might have let him hit me first. Was the slap? Have you seen that slap fight shit? The person who wins the coin toss wins because the fucking first person to get hit goes down. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, the guy ran his mouth to the point where I know the next thing I said it was either he's punching me. So why even say something? Just punch him. It's 
you know, I'm getting off early. So, you know, if you want to say because I hit it first, I started the fight. No, no, his mouth for the last five minutes started the fight. <laughs> you know, I ended it in less than five seconds. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> right? But for some yeah. reason, I let I let Doug have his, I mean, Doug had a better performance yelling at me in front of those people than he did on stage, okay? He's telling me I'm blackballed. I'll never work in this industry. As if he in front of everybody? Oh, yeah. I'm never, you're not just up show the headline or what kind of fucking, Wait. oh, he's going off. Oh, yeah. So he said he said that you did better than him. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fucking. Oh, yeah. That's admit, fucking admit. good. Well, it gets That's better. fucking good. Oh, no. This is not the end yet. Huh? So, yeah. Here, I already know because information gathered earlier that night. I know he has to go to L fly to LA because first thing in the morning, he is shooting his pilot episode for the Benson Interruption with Thomas Lennon, who's not even a comic. So he's got an actor on stage pretending to be a comic while he sits on like a king throne chair on the side of the stage, like over oh, here, over here, and just interrupts their like he basically one man mystery science theater three thousand somebody's comedy set, except. You're not using a comedian. So that I thought that was awkward. But here's the thing. About six months later, I see a, a, an ad on um, Comedy Central that, you know, it depends on interruption. Depends on, I'm like, oh, well, let's check me out. Fuck it, this guy, right? Let, 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 I'll check it out. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? This is the guy that told me to do the very first episode. Now, here's what's really weird, okay? This was the pilot episode when it came out. If you look up the Benson Interruption, whether you buy it on DVD or you stream it online or however you got, right? It is now episode three of season one somehow. I don't. I do that sometimes. Yeah, they change the order. But when it aired, the first air, the first airing of Benson was Thomas Lennon. And the, now Thomas Lennon comes out. And one of the first things he well, the first bits he goes into, I'm like, wait a minute. That's my joke. The fuck? And I do, um, it's not such a problem anymore. But back in the day, microphones used to have really long cords on them. Remember? Yeah, of course. Now they're all wireless. But before they weren't wireless. You know, you had these cords, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I have, you know, I have this thing where I have to move constantly. Like, I, like ADHD, you know what I'm saying? So I'm never, like, I'm never standing just still. And, I, and I'll, I'll use the stage. I will use the full length of a stage. Like, you give me a bigger stage, I'm walking more than the further I'm walking. Like, I will walk and move. But while I'm doing that, I would sit there and while I'm telling jokes, like, as a nervous thing or kind of just something for myself, right? I would have the cord so I didn't trip on it, right? In my other hand. But right. I would be swinging it, like, twirling it, like a jump rope, you know, just, just kind of, you know, while I'm doing my thing. Like, it was just a habit, right? Like, it wasn't, you know? Yeah. I'm watching Thomas Lennon do this with a mic cord on a mic while doing half-assed bits that kind of were close to, and Doug interrupts him with, you know who you remind me of? You remind me of this asshole I met in Portland. And he's and like, look, this is all the show. He starts talking about how there's this person that he just can't stand it. And that Thomas is holding They literally, he had an actor come out there and play me to talk shit to me. 
<laughs> he came up with that that night. He's like, dude, I got he this had fucking to, dick. He had to I got this dick fuck home. up here in Portland. I was drunk ass playing ride home. I, yeah. I was drunk ass playing ride back to LA. He came up with the idea of, fuck that. We're going to go make, we're going to fucking stick it to him. Because he was still angry. He's probably still drunk. Probably never went to sleep. He's probably still drunk. Yeah. Because they shot in the morning. Because he was very adamant. He didn't want to do this late. He didn't want to stay for these shows because he wa- he, he, he had to be up. At, I assume he just stayed up. So then he just goes to fucking bury you. So, I mean, like, so then what, what happens then? So you, like, hit him no, up? Like, I, hey, like, I, dude, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. I'm watching what it with up? Northfart, right? We watched it with Northfart. And Northfart's yeah. like, don't you do that bit? And he goes, don't you? I was like, I you. I'm like, dude, they're making fun. And, and then right, right after, like, Northfart's, like, pointing out the similarities, which I had already noticed but didn't say anything. Yeah. That's when Doug Benson's chiming in, like, this guy in Portland. And I'm like, and I was like, he's t- yeah, he's talking about me. Like, I get it. Right. And now I tell people this story. They're like, well, isn't that, they're like, well, isn't that the highest form of flattery? No. Yeah. No. In, in, imitation, the highest form. The fact that, that he took uh-huh. his show, which was a pilot episode, and used that time to, 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 to talk about you? Like, you don't find that? Mm, I'm like, no. No. I don't find that the highest form of flattery. I find it the highest form of gonna get the knock the fuck out next time I see you, motherfucker. What was really weird is I started getting calls, right, to my entertainment company for bookings for people who wanted to book. They thought I was friends with Doug Benson and they wanted to book him. And can I get him to come and do these events? Like now I'm taking his calls? The fuck? You know, no, fuck you, Doug. You, you weren't first. First off, Doug Benson wasn't funny to begin with. Okay? I think the only thing he does now is still like the Benson Interruption or Doug's movie reviews or something like that. Yeah. He does, he, he does movie Doug reviews that movies. aren't funny. He's not funny. I don't think he ever was. Right? Like, not even close. Like, well, so, I, you know, although he did it? make a really good documentary, but it was really piggybacked off somebody else's success. Right. That Morgan guy. with weed, Morgan Spurlock. Yeah. Of it, yeah, Morgan Spurlock. He took Morgan Spurlock's supersized me and did Which exactly what he did to McDonald's. He just swapped McDonald's for pot. Right. I called it super high. But then he started like, doing that with other movies then too. Like uh, uh, there was other well, shit. Well, yeah, if, he, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you're going to try to recreate it, which obviously you never was able to. You know why? Because you're never going to get the same results. Because the result, look, when you watch Super High Me Too, it's not even funny. You might laugh one or two times, but it's usually while he's in a group conversation with other friends who throw something out that's funny. You know what I'm saying? The rest of it's him going to doctors or just buying pot and talking about, and it's actually kind of more educational than anything. But what was made it amazing was the results that he was getting from every time he went. These doctors were like, well, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. Like, you're actually getting healthier. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know? Like, right, you know, we got me healthy. Technically, possibly, I can't tell you to go do it, but I, I, I can't do it in my medical profession, whatever yeah. you are doing. And, I, and, I, and that's what, that, that, you know, and, it became, and honestly, that's how he became famous because it was a bunch of stoners going, oh my God. It, it, it started as a joke, but by the end of it, it's actually a pro cannabis fucking film, like educational, yeah. like. And, and that's what it really blew up as. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it made him famous amongst stoners and in the pot culture, which he rode as long as he could. It, it's just, I mean, I don't know if he's I still. I, I, no, 
I don't, I don't. I, I haven't heard I'm, about I'm him sure for he fucking years. Up enough fans at some point that he has a small following and base to where you know he still gets. I don't know. I haven't seen him do anything. I've never seen him act. I've never. He's like never got put in movies or television shows, or he never he, furthered his career. Was he was on like one episode of Curb? I think. Like playing himself or as something. A yeah. He, he, wasn't, so. he wasn't acting. He played himself. I know. He was like a brother. No, he was like someone's brother, but it wasn't like, and then he had a show. He had a show where he has fucking other celebrities come on and smoke weed with him. I don't yeah, remember the okay. name of it. And that I, was it. But it was because those people that he have on there. Right, were, the stoner. Like I said, the stoner pop culture is what, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, but it, it fades unless you're, unless you're going to constantly be active in it, like Tommy Chong, it, 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 it's very short lived. And it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't, you don't see Doug Benson headlining shit today. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I don't headlining shit either, but I also haven't wigged out on other comics in front of a fucking room full of people telling, and, and my whole point, me being mad was because they did better than me and you're not supposed to upshow me and I'm going to make sure you're blacklisted in blackball. How do you have a blacklisted blackball? With all your friends with it, Comedy Central? Guess what? They already took something, recorded it, aired it, which copyright and published it, then gave it to another one of their co-workers to go put on a DVD to fucking, and I got paid for that shit. Because I, I took him to court. I was like, I said intellectual, I, I claimed intellectual property rights. I was like, motherfucker didn't even have the balls to change it. Change, he could have changed the verbiage, changed the fucking noun. Could, he could have changed any little part of it. No, it was word for word. Like, Step because it worked step. out every huh? word fucking mattered yeah it did well yeah it was the, it was the idea of the bit right and the whole bit was about how how when i open my paper i'm reading the paper do i see an ad for an electronic fireplace that i have to buy from honest people right what the fuck is running what the fuck is how is this like weird fucking uh fireplace work they don't Amish don't have electricity. Well, what is that? A fucking rat in there on a wheel just losing his fucking mind? Like, you know, that's what I said, right? I was going off, right? And dude, Daniel Tosh and Tosh Boyno does the bit word for fucking word, dude. Uh, and, and and then I felt, you know, and then knowing that he works on Comedy Central, right? Or, you know, had a show, like he was doing on whatever the two stations, right? It was airing it. And um, and then you go into it and you realize you know they share they kind of share a studio right uh, like you are you know and um, then it's like now I know Daniel Tosh isn't a comedian okay he's an actor right so if he's doing comedy shows somebody wrote this and he's out there he's a stage performer he's an actor he does stage you know so uh, doing stand up for him is just a performance a stage performance okay yeah um, so you know he doesn't write that shit. So that means, that means somebody he had on his writing team within that building of Comedy Central had my bit, figured, oh, no one saw that. And they, they yeah. you know, it was one of those little things that they figured we could take and use this. Nobody knows who this fucker is. No one saw this. Because I think it got aired in like a comic remix, just, you know, randomly. Like one night, you know, when I was out with Dave or something doing something, they caught the bit and somehow it fit whatever little, you know, topic they were running you know what i'm saying and so they threw like little 30 seconds you know like, eh, 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 eh. well 
I, you know, I don't know how they found it or whatever, but they did, and they gave it to him. And, and so I, you know, I, I sued him for the money for the fucking Torch Point out. I don't want that money. Well, I didn't get that kind of money because it ends up going, it went to a mediary, right? Because I was dumb and let it go to a mediary. And then I found out that I fucked myself out of a shitload of money because mediaries were only mediated up like 10 grand. So I got the 10 yeah. grand. I got the 10 grand and offered, and he offered me um, to do a segment. Like we were going to do, he wanted to make fun of it. He was, he, he was cool about it. He's like, let's, he goes, let's take this to another level. He goes, I feel bad about this because I don't, he goes, I, cause he told me flat out, like that he, he, he's a performer. He performed, like they put it up that he reads the teleprompter, dude. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? He's not the one who wrote it, but he, it's his name on it. You know what I'm saying? He's got, he's gonna eat the bullet, right? Somebody's getting fired. <laughs> you know? um, he goes, yeah. but he goes, what, he goes, what if, cause wait, I signed an NDA technically, right? Come after me, bro. Heck, you know, yeah. sue me. Yeah. You're like Rocky and Rocky, like five. You know, sue me for what? Sue me for what? Sue me for what? Right? One more round. Sue me for yeah. what? Right? Like, it's kind of what I felt like. Like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna take? Like, what are you gonna get? Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, yeah. It's been a long. It's been a long enough time now. I should be able to tell the story. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's gonna get hurt or you know lose anything from it. So, but at the time, even though we said he was like, what if? We, I, I bring you on the show. You want to have me like on the show, like one of those web, you know, like you bring me along, like web thing, like, you know, like somebody had a funny web video and you have them come and they the do web redemption or do some, yeah, web redemption. You want to do something kind of like that, but it was good. The joke was it was going to be upon him, like where he fucked up and I come in and, get, and then I'm the guy who's like, but you're the one, who, and, you know, and, I get in. and it was going to be this fun little thing. And I looked at him and said, no. <laughs> I said, no. I'm good. I would know, one too many people did watch that show at the time, you know. And yeah. I'd be damned if I had to go back home and be that guy. That was on Tosh Point Oh One. Because they're still gonna they're still gonna equate me with with you. It'll never yeah. be me. It'll always be oh you're that guy that was on Daniel Tosh show and you made you it always it always be Daniel. I'd always be linked to Daniel Tosh. Like, nope, I didn't want to do that. I don't care. Just getting, you know, I, I fucked myself out of a couple hundred thousand dollars if I let it go to the mediary. I know you know that. You're getting off fucking, you know, I, I doubt you didn't have to pay this. You know, it's probably fucking somebody over there just blew this out of their ass, fucking Comedy Central. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're checking the mail tomorrow. What the fuck? You know, it's not like it wasn't shit. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? They like, were, were fucking two, making that commercial money. money. You know? Um, so yeah. they don't care. Uh, you know? And they, I'm sure there's some sort of weird insurance that they have and all these things. And probably insurance, funny how I came from an insurance company. I, mean, I got paid out then because I had an attorney. So my attorney got the money and then I, you know, because the money will go to your attorney and your attorney will dial it back out, you, you know, and get it to you. Um, and it, it, I had it within like fucking four days, dude, of the media. Like it was fast. Like bam, 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 bam. Um, and, you know, and then it was over. You know, I, I, I don't have a problem with David Tosh. You know what I'm saying? Over it. It just is what it was, and I needed money. And normally, I wouldn't even really gone out and cared because I didn't use that bit anymore. But I needed money, and it was an easy, you know, fuck. I need money. I'll sign up for a fucking class action lawsuit that I'm not even part of. Have you ever had this app? Yes, I have. Tell me I did. Here's my email address. Here's my information. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, you know, and for a penny and for a dollar, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why not, man? I'll fucking cash that oh, check, oh, man. Dude, I, I, dude, January through March is class action season. That's where you sign up for all your class actions to get paid out by the end of the year next year. No. 
It's, it's class action season right now. I've signed up for three new class actions already, and I just got paid from one from last year, two days ago. Yeah, fucking yeah. I think they I, show I, I, up. I, I, I was informed in November that I, we won the settlement. I'd be getting paid, but yeah. I, pro- I probably wouldn't be seeing it until the end of January, beginning of February next year. And that had nothing to do with them not paying. That was how long it was going to take for the law firm to split the funds and start delving it out to everybody in the you know that they represented in the class action because the money goes to yeah. the law firm and they have to pay it out. So it took them four months to get the money to me not fucking you know the other way around now yeah. i have the part of real settlements like where i really did go after and I, I went after um you know I, I i went after equifax and experian really really um i i went for a lot of money and i ended up getting tossed into a class action which they lost um and this was years years Okay, in the making. They lost this probably four or five years ago. As of last week, people just started getting paid for it, right? Like $5.37 checks. Whoa. They fucked my credit, dude. They, what I had to spend almost a week inside of a social security office, right? I'd go in every morning, Thanks. sit there, they had to get, wait, dude. And then do it and, and go through it. And then they're like, they still didn't have it done. So I had to come back the next day. Okay. This took like four days, which on a five day week, you know, we're, we're, that was pretty much my week, right? Inside of a social yeah. security. They had seven different people linked to my social security number, seven different fucking individuals. And I had to prove that this was my social, and I had to be in my social security, my fucking birth certificates. My ID, I had to fucking jump through hoops. But I couldn't figure out why my credit was all fucked up. I couldn't figure out what. So look, I lost out on housing. I lost out on I lost out on scholarship money, housing money, and um, I you know jobs were checking credits at the time, trying to get a job. I couldn't do anything because my credit was so fucked. Because they had all these other fucking. It was I, when I ran my credit card. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't. I've never even lived in these things. I don't. I don't know where this is. I don't know what this is. I owe somebody. I owe an apartment complex in a in Wisconsin. What the fuck? Right? Like I'm going through my, yeah. my credit's just riddled with shit that I've never even seen. Right. The other part was at the times when they start doing the security checks. So you're trying to do something. They're like, cool. We just need to answer a couple security questions. Prove who you are. What street right. did you live on? Did it was it this street? This you know, like I never lived on any of those streets, but none of them is in a, is in a choice. And, if you get and the then it locks wrong, you out. You're locked out. Yep. But because, but see, the problem was is my social security number was linked instead of so somebody lived on one of those streets. It's not me. Okay, oh, yeah, you don't know what fucking street it is. I found this out. I went nuts. I lost. I lost business loans. I lost. Credit loan, I, I couldn't get, I lost housing, I lost my fucking um, school money, I lost everything, and I couldn't figure out why. Come to find out, there was this huge data breach that nobody, that they didn't tell anybody about, years before, that they were still trying to figure out, right? And they had this little website, they had this little, on their website, they had a link that would take you to a third, not a third, it wasn't a third party, but take you to another website in which they own, where you could put your information in and it, because it, it, they knew 
whose accounts were affected. And it would tell you if you were the one of the ones that were hacked. And oh. mine was just red fucking flag. Yeah. So I instantly filed to sue them for, I was like for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is my life. For a decade, you fucked me from being able to go to school, be able to have a job, be able to pay for it. Fuck you, yeah. pay me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I made this much the year before. I accept me paid that for every year you stole my shit, at the very least, right? And then somehow it, it went in, it, it got lumped in because so many people started when it came out and everybody, you know, it, it, they lumped it into a class action and now I'm going to get fired up. Fuck that, dude. Like, I, if I get a check for $5.37, I'm going to go fucking sue them again. Yeah, rip that shit up and fucking... Let oh, I don't cash it. Well, that's the other thing. So yeah. in the time between the time they weren't paying people out, see, and here's yeah. the other thing, because I'm reading all these posts that people are just now starting to get the check and all that, but I'm wondering... How many of these people that I've seen post and bitch about this five dollar and thirty seven cents, right? Took the shit that they were giving out for, like, so they were offering if you were one of the ones that we're offering free credit protection. Like, yeah. Right? You can, but this, if you took this shit, right? You can't get anything else. It was kind of like it was like a, it was like a third party agreement to like where you were settling with them, like you were yeah. willing to take this as payment for this. I didn't take shit. Yeah, I, I, it's just like when you get fired from a job. Well, here's your last day. Here's your, here's your severance. Your last, fuck you. I'm touching that shit. I'll walk out. Keep it. I'd rather get paid for the next year for unemployment. I'd rather get that check every week for the next 12 months. Fuck you. I'm out. Yeah. I don't touch last checks, dude. Like, I'll leave them right there. I won't take it. You, you mail it if you want. But by the time, I, I'm not cashing until I'm already on unemployment. What's the point? Then I go cash that check. You mail it to me. Fuck, that's it. Like, I mean, you gotta be smart about it, right? Right. right. So that's you know, it's just is what it is. It's crazy. It's just it's all crazy. You know what I'm saying? It sucks being broke. Obviously, I've been there. You know, I've also been on the other side of that spectrum where I was making 10, 20 grand a week and I couldn't spend it fast enough. Yeah, and like you said, like if you have that fucking that high, you have to have that low because of the duality. Of fucking life, uh, it was. It, it's true too, and I didn't it, see at the time because I was so young when I did make that money. Right? Yeah, um, I wasn't really comprehensive of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I mean, I understood it. I mean, I had, I you know, like I had that idea, but I didn't right. live that way. And I made that money so fast. It's no it, it, that it, yeah. When it disappeared, it disappeared just as fucking fast, along with everything else. And all of a sudden, I went from king of the world to. I'm trying to do everything I can to not fucking hang myself from a rafter. Yeah. Yeah. You know? so, I mean, yeah. You got to fucking live both those. Yeah. Fucking understand either. If you're lucky, you start with the ladder first and then end on the mark. See, I got the money first, then lost it. That's the, you know, you would rather just have nothing and have to live without that shit and then end with it. That seems like a better route to go. Or else you <laughs> so have I, your fucking... time, I made more money at the age of 19 than any other 19 year old should ever fucking see. Well, yeah, but now you have your redemption arc. Of... <laughs> yeah, that arc I'm building. Not everybody gets on the boat, Rusty. Not everybody gets on the boat. <laughs> Call me no. No, uh, no. no. You know, like, seriously, but you know, so yeah, I guess, yeah, that's my, that's my 
art. <laughs> Who's your redemption story? I'll oh, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, yeah. it's cool. You'll find some luck. No, you won't, because luck doesn't exist. People be like, oh man, good luck today. Like when I look out on myself, they'd be like, good luck. Fuck you. What? <laughs> like, I don't need luck. It don't exist anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna go out here and make it happen. You fucking use luck and see how it works for you. Yeah. I'm just gonna go out here and do it. Yeah, see how how well. Like well, luck. it's a mindset, dude. It's you know, so here's one thing I did understand. I read a lot of that those Richard Hope books, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Right. I was really into so when I so you know I started selling things very young like I mean my job like I started with vacuums right by the time I was right. sixteen I worked on a fucking car lot one of the biggest car lots in the state right making bank right. at sixteen right? I'm a sixteen year old yeah who looked like he was twelve who oh, I looked yeah. like I was twelve dude I looked like I shouldn't even be driving a car I don't even know if I had a license I didn't I know I didn't have a license when I started there. Um, they were like, you can drive on the lot. Just if anybody wants to test drive the car, you let them drive it off in the back on the lot. Like, you know, this one, you know, right? And, yeah, that. the customer wouldn't know that. Oh yeah, the customer don't have to know shit. Exactly. You don't see them say shit. Yeah. Right? Well, they're always wondering why they were being sold a car by an eight year old. But you know, I, I was like, no, I'm sixteen. <laughs> like, you're sixteen and here. I'm like, yeah, it's after school hours. You know? I, I still went to school. I went to I, mean, I, I, I was freshman in high school. I go to school, get out of school, go to the car lot till 10 p.m. at night, and go home. And then fucking that was, you know. Yeah. I, fuck. I wouldn't. I would have been out of school. Bro, bro, no, man, no. But like my third week working at this car lot, they were letting. I was so. I, my very first day, they like. They, yeah. I knew somebody who worked there. My friend's older brother worked there, who I was actually becoming be better friends with, right? Um, and he was like 21, and he worked there, and he was like. Dude, come, I'll get you a job. I'll get you a job, dude. They will hire you. I'm telling you. And went in there, and no, they were not. They did not want to hire me. The guy who owned the place was like, I can't hire him. He's like eight, like 12, you know? Like, they're saying that they do Like, you know, because they're car and They have no fucking shame for shit. And um, I'm like sitting there, and I'm not even saying anything, right? And my, and my buddy's doing all the time. He's like, man, just give him a shot. I'm telling you, he, he could sell fucking water to a fucking whale. Like, they're just like, He's like, yeah. let him go. He's like, they're like, and so the guy comes over and starts talking to me. He goes, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He goes, you, you stay, hang out for the day, work for the day. If you sell a car today, we'll talk about you having a job here. I sold one man eight fucking cars that day. Eight fucking vehicles to one dude, bro. And he took me to cattle company for lunch. That's how you fucking start. That's how, like, that's, they, that's they, how you set the bar, bro. Oh, I pissed. Oh, oh, I had car. I, dude, I I had more sales on the month than almost every other car salesman, and I did it in one fucking day. And because you said that they turned that, like the other people that saw it turned them away. Oh, like we're like, yeah, I don't want to deal the with guy, this fucking guy. The guy who actually customer it was, uh, it was his up, um, and, and it was his up. It was his customer. Uh, he he, you know, so on a car lot like that, especially with like used car, new and used cars. Somebody comes on the lot, wants the cars. Usually the first thing you do is take them inside and you have them fill out the paperwork and you run it for the number. So that way you know what they qualify for. So you know what you can, you know, you, you're not showing them cars they can't afford. You right. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know, it's, really, it's much harder right. to go, you know, check out this BMW. And then you're like, yeah, check out this Honda. Uh, yeah. You know? it, it, so you have to know where to start. So that's a good starting point, right? But I wasn't even there. It's my first day selling cars. I don't got to sell a fucking car. 
And I mean, I was throwing that. I mean, I, get, I mean, whatever. You know how to and sell. I just watched this guy, ask this guy. I watched the customer, ask the car guy. I just want to see this truck, man. I just want to see this truck. Let me see this truck. Let me take, we'll take it for a test drive. The guy would not let him in the truck. Wouldn't take it until he filled out the fucking paper. Guy didn't want to fill out shit. He was paying it all cash. He knew what the guy was doing. He just, yeah. he, he was like, no. Just show, and, and this guy's like, and this guy was, so the car sales was like, well, if you don't want to fill out paper, you're not a serious buyer. Fuck you. I don't want to waste my time because I want to get back in line. You know, so you can try to get another customer that day and try to sell them and actually get a sale, right? Yeah, right. So he he fucking they the guy said something and he was like he, was like, he snapped that and the guy was like you're a fucking dick and he walked off. And and when he walked off the car lot because he, he had parked his truck like on the side of the car like over here on like a side you know he had to walk up this way go around the corner. When he right. walked up when he hit the sidewalk, my buddy said, "Yo, man, as soon as that guy is off the actual lot and he's on that sidewalk, he's fair game." You can go get him, bring him back. I went out there. I was like, yo, man, you want to see that truck? He was like, nope. And I was like, yes, you do. I heard you. I was like, man, I was like, I heard what happened. That guy's a dick. He's probably been selling cars his whole life, and he just hates his life and everything around him. Like, I can't, you know, like, I don't, you know, as far as I can, and he's like, yeah, that guy is a dick. I was like, he is. I don't like him either. And he was like, uh, he was like, he was like, I saw a steak place when I drove up here. Was that, was, that, was that a cattle company? At the time, I think they weren't cattle companies anymore. They had changed their name to like Black Angus or something. Yeah. Right? So. And um, I said, yeah, there is. It's good. And he goes, well, how about this? Let's go to lunch on me. Excuse me. I will buy you a steak fucking lunch. Order whatever the fucking lunch. We'll talk. And then we'll see if I'm going to come back here and look at that show. I said, yeah, okay, let me go clean up my boss. I don't know. So I went in there and I'm like, hey, a guy wants to take me to fucking uh, lunch at Black Angus. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, he's a faggot. Yeah, he's a faggot. Oh. And they're all making fun of me. Like, it's, he's a fag and he's going to go take right me and shit. And I'm yeah. like, well, shit. I'm thinking, fuck, they might be right. You know? Yeah, but you're like, and, and my boss is like, don't get a stick. He's like, he's like, man, he goes, ain't nobody sold shit in like two days. He goes, you might as well go get your fucking free steak. At the very least, you got a steak, you know? You know? Yep. He, goes, he, he didn't think I was getting a job, you know? Like, he had no intentions of hiring. Let's put it that way. None. Okay. Um, and he's like, at least you're getting a steak dinner or a steak lunch, right? Like, at least you're getting, you know? Cool. All right. So I go with this guy to Black Angus. He says, I can order whatever I want. I order a fucking ribeye, you know, dude, I'm, I'm, dude, dude, dude. and I can't order drinks. I can't order a drink. You know, I got to drink a steel. I, I fucking, you know. like you're 12. Yeah. Fucking 16 year old, six year old sitting in the booth. And, um, you know, and uh, he, he starts telling me that he's a giant rancher over in Eastern Oregon, owns a couple of different farms. And every year at the end of the, you know, when they're done, everything, everything, everything's done, he, buys as a bonus for his main partners he buys them new vehicles he gives it like a vehicle a work work vehicle workshop you know new, you know yeah. um so he he so when we were done eating he he told me when we got back that he wasn't buying one truck he was going to buy eight trucks and he wanted to buy them from me and he wanted to develop a relationship so every year he could just come back see me and buy eight trucks just from me just like that Paid in cash, filled out the paperwork, and within two days we had a fucking big truck come and pull all eight cars, and then they took them to Eastern, you know, you, you yeah. know. And um, he, pay, he paid in cash. We went back to the from lunch. 
went back in that car lot and um, I said, yeah. I said, so about that job, right? And he goes, what do you mean? I go, um, he goes, did you get a sale? Did, I go, he goes, did that guy take you to lunch and you sold him the truck? I said, no. He goes, no, no. He goes, oh, so I guess, what are we talking about? And I go, I sold an eight. And he said, what? I sold eight trucks. He's gonna pay in cash. He wants to know if he wants to know um, if I can drop the price on a couple of you know this you know if I can make I can get the eight for this much like this is what he this is what he wants to pay in cash for these eight trucks. This is what you know the price. Can we make this happen? Uh, you know that's what I'm in here asking about. But before I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask about that job before I close this. That's what I said. I said oh. before I go back out there and close this, right? I know about that job. And, and, and this dude's just sitting there looking at me like, like dumbfounded. He has no, like, yeah. And then um, he goes, you got, he goes, you walk back in here with that much money in cash. We'll sell him eight drops that. He's like, that's fine. He goes, that, that goes, you close this deal, you have a job, right? Then, so I walk out of that office, go walk back you know, across this fucking shoulder board to the, this other office where this guy got this other guy, he got the guy waiting, right? And as I'm walking through, the, I can hear the other guy call the other guy, the salesman who ran him off into his office. And then I can hear that guy screaming, that's my fucking money. Over money. He's a, I, you know, he, he, wanted, he wanted a percentage of the fucking, because it was his, you know. So as yeah. a new guy, they have, um, sometimes you can do what's called runs, right? So somebody will come in, right, want to buy it, and they get approved. But they don't have a, they're short on the down payment they need in order to be approved. So we'll take sure. physical items. Like, okay, well, what do you have that we, we you know, amount this? Dude, they'll take TVs. They'll take fucking, I mean, they'll take shit, right? But nobody takes that shit with them to a car lot. Right. Right. Now, this yeah. isn't even my sale, right? This is somebody else's sale. They're making this deal. This guy's going to leave in this car, right? But yep. somebody's got to go pick up two TVs and a fucking stereo system. I'm the low guy on the totem pole, so now I got to take a lock car and follow this guy. And they're called runs. Like, you know, yeah, you go on a run and go fucking collect this shit. And, um, and then you get, a, you, you get paid. You, know, you get a percentage off the sale, obviously, a very tiny one. It's not, it's not worth doing. It's a, it, it sucks, but it's what, you know, it's kind of the, uh, you, you know, it's what you have to do, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the way in. Yeah, pay your dues. Yeah, exactly, right. And as part of my dues, even though I shouldn't have to, because fuck, day one I became the number one salesman in that motherfucker. Yeah. No. but like I said, week three they were letting me take. You know how cool it was to be a freshman in high school, and every day I show up to school in a brand new car, a different brand new car, because I could take a lock car home every fucking day. <laughs> well, that yeah. brought it back the next day, right? you know. That was fucking awesome. That was kind of, yeah. I, didn't have a, I didn't have a driver's license. They let me take a lot. They did not give a fuck. They were, yeah, they were let me go and do runs and let me take a lot. Oh, they were so, I sold cars, bro. I, I was good at it. Like, I, I, I never sold another person eight fucking cars. Right? right. But I made two, three sales a week with ease. Those people are fucking stoked. They make two, three sales a month. I closed. Yeah. It, I was just, you know, and I, and I, and when I started getting really good at it, I got wicked. 
dude, I had my own office, okay? And you walk in my office and there were bras hanging all from the ceiling, just hanging down. People would be like, what the fuck? Did everybody in the, all people work there knew, right? Because we'd have bets, right? So yeah. people would come in, I'd look, couples would come in, like married couples would come in, right? And I'd get them, I'd be like, okay, look, you're approved for this, cost this, we can make this happen, but you're gonna have to have this much down. Like I can't, that, that, that's not me, that's the lending, that's the, that's the finance company, right? Um, right. What, you know, and really there was playroom, but you, you just tell them there isn't, you know what I'm saying? Like they didn't make, they, they have them, they have them, right? Yeah, that's like, what happened. Only, like this is it, this is all we got. Well, I mean, and they're, they're like, so we're like, they, they'll negotiate. They don't really try to jump far. They're not trying to short you thousands of dollars. They're gonna try to short you a couple hundred bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got this, yeah. you know, we're a couple hundred dollars short. Can you make it happen? Like, I'm just gonna, you know, I can, but look up. You see how that? Those are all people who were short. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. I go, your wife shows me her, your wife takes off her shirt and gives me a bra. I put it up there. Well, I'll cover the 200 bucks for the collection, right? Which was really funny because we'd have bets going all through, all see if I, you know, like, I, yeah, I think every, every single time, okay, give me a fucking bra, like, get the fuck out of here, like, yeah. titties, right? Like, and I'm thinking, these bitches don't even know I'm 16 years old, they just committed a fucking crime. <laughs> Yeah, they have to fucking go and knock on someone's, all their neighbors' doors for the rest of their life. It was fucking, it was like, I was horrible with it. I was, but but see, but but this fits right into my personality because, like, I like when I tell you I go on vacations or I go, I always have these little side missions, things I'm trying to do other than the thing I'm doing. Right. Keep your fucking ADD going. Yeah, constantly. Like, I have to feel that shit. So it's like, Oh, I got a couple here. Oh, yeah, this is gonna work. I'm gonna sell this car. I'm gonna give the dinner. We're gonna sell the dinner. Now I'm gonna see your titties. Like the whole time. I don't even care. We're selling the car. The car, the, the car being sold in my head is already a done deal. I'm working for the titties. Like, but they, you know, and, and see, and that's the, 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 that was the funny part. But I do that. Like, you know, I, I'm gonna go do this thing. I'm doing this thing. I'm going to the, I'm going to the Fan Expo PDX to represent iHeartRadio next weekend. Not this weekend, next weekend. Yeah, and so I have. Uh, we, 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 there's going to be a dais for the press and everything to, um, you know, for a question Q and A with fucking um, a cast of Back to the Future. And I, the only my mission throughout this whole Comic Con, man, is to just get recorded on film, I, whatever. Me, you know, with you know, with Doc Brown, Marty McFly, whatever, right? Uh, just telling them and getting out in front of everybody that's coming out and getting a good belt. Like, I'm just screaming, I just want to fly the train, which is totally relevant because this fucking time machine isn't a DeLorean, it's a goddamn steam train now because I, because nobody understands obviously how Back in the Future works. And in three, they go into the past. So that means now in part one, it wouldn't have been a DeLorean. It would have been a fucking train because that's what he swapped it out for. Just like in one, how it goes from Twin Pines Mall to uh, 
Lone pine. Do single pickers do uh, lone, single the lone pine or one pine or, pine or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the beginning of the at the beginning of the movie, twin towers. Twin or... At the very no, at the beginning of the movie, it's twin pines mall. And then it becomes at like the end of the movie, pine, it's I think. one pine mall because he crashes through the fucking fence and runs when, and knocks over he, one of the two trees left standing. Comes into back in from. Like comes back in time, like when he yeah, breaks yeah. in. Because and, yeah. beginning, Doc Brown gives you the story of how old man so and so was the tree farmer. Peabody. And, and, and when it was Peabody. all said done, there were two trees left, and that's how it became the twin vine. But then it shows yeah. Marty coming back in, and he goes to hit that gate, and he kills one of the trees, and all of a sudden, boom! You come in, and he lands in the right time or whatever. He's got them all, and it's all yeah. one pine mall. Yeah. Right, dude. I've seen so many people post the Nanda. I thought it was twin body moment, or, or the vice versa. The snapshot either the beginning of the movie, like, and the, or the, the end of the movie, and, and it's like, dude, it changes in the movie. It's part of the time continuum. Like, he changes. There's the whole scene where he runs over the tree, the two trees. There's two trees. He runs over one now. Two, well, what you see, like. But then that goes back to the whole. We were talking before well, we got I, on I air about funny, the people. Though, you know what is in Back in the Future that nobody talks about? Oh, so what? the mall, Twin Pines or One Mine, doesn't matter. Do you know what store they're in front of? Sears? J.C. Penny. J.C. Penny, okay. Penny the other is Sears. spelled P-E-N-N-E-Y. On the building. Everywhere else, J.C. Penny is just P-E-N-N-Y. How do you remember J.C. Penny? Did it, was it N-N-E-Y or was it As just a kid, N-N-Y? Like just I remember. I remember it as like P E N N Y, but same with fucking. Uh, I remember Oscar Mayer being uh, M E Y E R, not as M A Y E R. Now O S C A R M A Y E R, which was a weird one to me because I remember fucking playing that. I remember Mayer M E Y E R too. But here's yeah. the weirdest. It was uh, I remember when I saw M A Y E R on the hot dog, or yeah. whatever. Um, probably about 10, 12 years. I, I thought that was weird, but I didn't question it. But I always thought it was M E Y E R 2. Um, but yeah, but it's like, it's blatant though, because people, I guess that's an enemy people have discussed over and over and over again. And, it, and it's always been denied that it's just N N Y. But clearly, in the movie Back in the Future, the beginning and the end, JC Penny is spelled E Y. Yeah, JC Penny. On, no, like, but it's on the fucking building. That wasn't like a CGI fucking light or something that they put up for the movie. That was the yeah. that was the actual store of the mall. So that raises all sorts of weird questions. All right. So okay. it's almost like, hey, hey, there's the big fruit of a loom fucking symbol in the back now with a cornucopia. Where the but fuck is the as they're trying to tell you that there's no cornucopia, it never has been, yet you can find one patented as their logo in the background. Here it is, well, I just want that. I saw this little tiny fucking thing and this is fucking reality to me. Not I fucking looked and looked and looked. It's, I saw this tiny thing, this is what it is. Just this little fucking part right there. That's, I that's my dropped, reality. I, so I, because I played lots of sports, right? And well, mainly right. basketball. And I wore a shirt under my jersey, mainly a white fruit basic t-shirt, right? That everyone so I had. had these growing up, coming up. And I remember, I remember the year when the tag changed. It used to be a little colored tag. It was white tag, 
that had the little colored fruit with the cornucopia, right? Right. But I remember when the tag changed because not only did it ditch the cornucopia, but it was no longer in color. The fruit was black and white now on the tags. Oh, okay. I, remember, I remember I used to think, I remember I used to think and I used to say how weird it was that it's now black and white. And then it took me a while. I was like, oh, and that basket, I, I didn't know it was called a cornucopia. I was like, the basket, they got rid of the basket. You call it the basket. Right, yeah, who knows what a fucking cornucopia... Like, I wouldn't know what cornucopia was until I fucking heard it on the fucking... Dude, uh, I hear cornucopia, and I think it's some sort of heavenly land for me and my family. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, I'm pissed, dude. I'm, st I'm still waiting on my royalties from that jolly green fuck. And just the other yeah. day, I'm walking through fucking Fred Myers, and, and they got this whole section, you know, the sector of, like, like foods made with fucking not meat. Yeah. Like Waystar and all sorts of shit. There's this whole brand. It's called Kevin's. Kevin's. And it's like pulled pork. Kevin's. It's like it's a, it's a brand. And I'm like, oh, motherfuckers owe me some back end points. Like, right as I walk by, I'm like, back end points. All Kevin's fucking start claiming it. No, no, no. I don't want. I, just me. I want to file a loan, and I don't want anybody else to know. I don't want a class action, so I got to split ten cents with these assholes. Well, now you got like resilience of people listening to this podcast. So I mean, like, yeah, it's not happening. Have to split it with, I mean, split it with I, all look, them. I never got my money from that jolly green fuck. I'm pretty sure Kevin ain't paying me shit either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was bad enough. I had to shut down that caramel fucking popcorn truck at the fucking Albertsons parking lot because I hated seeing my name on something that I didn't know every time I went to lunch. <laughs> Well, fuck. Uh, hey, so how how are people going to find you? Because I know you're fucking very, uh, you are very, like, present on social media and what have you. So yeah, so a lot more than I am. Places. Casey James, you can find me at Casey James Facebook. Uh, I'm Casey James on Instagram. You can find me at Hardcore. You can find me at Hardcore and Entertainment. QGBN Quantum Global Broadcasting Network. When the gloves come off, WTGCO, or trips through the alley. I mean, I heart network. Um, you find me all these places. You, you know, look, you go looking for Casey James, you're gonna come up with two people. Okay. One's got the last name Salgano. One doesn't. I'm not a Salgano. <laughs> if I was, I'd have a better fucking watch. Rolex wouldn't be sponsoring us. We wouldn't be doing ads to roll on X. We'd be wearing the roll. Okay. So, you know, boom, boom, boom. yeah, which is funny because I've met the other Casey Salgado. I'm like, dude, doesn't your uncle work in garbage? Your <laughs> <laughs> uncle works in garbage, right, Big Jersey? Yeah. Uh, you should have some money, dude. Uh, I mean, at the very least, you'd be handing out turkeys at Christmas. <laughs> fuck, Pookie. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah, dude. That's fucking, I was going to say when the gloves come off, but. That's the fucking uh, public access podcast, and that is the show, man. Woo!